Rafer, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Brad. It's great. I'm grateful to be here. No, it's my pleasure. And just for the audience to know, Diana is out with her family this week. So Rafer's kind enough to join me in the, the co-hosting seat. And uh, I'm super excited about this. A little bit nervous with your background as a news anchor and reporter <laughs> for joining the podcast. But, you know, I, th I think it, it, it's perfect to have you on because you have made the journey from, I would call it corporate, if you call TV news corporate, which is you're working for somebody else. 100% uh, corporate, absolutely. To freelancer, now to business owner as you've gone through that migration. So I want to dig in to... You're working on some really cool stuff with the video and the storytelling, which I think is so important for us going through the journey. And, you know, just lastly, your, your perspective as, of this. So I thought it made a lot of sense to have you. Let's have a conversation about it. Maybe if you could just give a, the, the audience a 30, 30 second snippet of your background, which is going to be hard to do. No, I mean, it's yeah, it's fine. I'll try to keep it. You know, we, we speak in sound bites and TV media, but yeah, 17 years in media started in print uh, with the Sun Times and then the L.A. Times and then went into the stable world of TV news. Um, one of the things you'll find about TV news is that you have to move out to move up. Um, so it was a nomadic lifestyle. So, uh, San Diego, Sacramento to Atlanta, Chicago to St. Louis and back to Chicago. Um, where I became a news anchor uh, at Fox 32, and I was there for three years uh, before I lost my job. Uh, my father was an iconic sportscaster. Uh, older folks like me might remember him named Tim Weigel, and he passed away 21 years ago. Uh, so I set out to, on the Setupus Rex-like quest to carry on the family tradition, uh, and I ended up becoming a news anchor in Market 3, and my personal life was just absolutely in shambles. My marriage fell apart. My son moved to Vegas with his mother. Uh, my relationship in St. Louis I left behind. And uh, I, I ended up just, you know, self-destructing. And, and, and it was a really good lesson. to. And this is why I tell people I'm living proof that the personal brand and the business brand are one and the same. The days of those being separated are no more. And in fact, if you understand that and you play it right, that is a great way to build your business. So I moved into I'm now doing content creation. Uh, specifically, we have an emphasis on video um, and moved out of the uh, I mean, I got into journalism because I'm passionate about storytelling. Local news isn't so much interested in those those great stories like they used to be when I grew up in the right. 80s and 90s. It's now if it bleeds, it leads. Um, so I tell stories for nonprofits and businesses to help them grow and help them get their messaging across and connect with their target market. And the entrepreneurial world or life is a is an interesting life, as you know, Brett. That's your that's your bread and butter in terms of helping people. And for those uh, who are watching this, who are from my uh, you know my my network. Tell me, uh, tell them a little bit about what you do. You have really, you're, you're a guy I've been really impressed with in terms of how you can help companies really define their branding and their mission. I, I, I would love for you to also share a little bit. Yeah. Of and that, that's actually really impressive. You were able to get through that that quickly. And yeah, definitely folks in Chicago will remember you from Fox and ABC, right? You had since ABC, both. I did sports at ABC seven. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's right. And your dad, yeah, iconic, right? Weigel's wieners back when I was a kid, those were around. So yeah, that, that's super cool. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. I spent mine, unlike you, right? You were the corporate to entrepreneur. Mine was, I was back and forth, right? I mean, I, I say I grew up in the day. There's definitely entrepreneurs when I was younger that knew what they wanted to do early, but I kind of bounced back and forth. And, you know, I did, I ended with management consulting at the end of my, my corporate career, because that's what everybody does instead of at the front when they get burned out. But, you know, it, it just kind of helped me really understand what I wanted to do. I had learned, you know, kind of a lot of life lessons and work lessons working through big companies and running different functions. 
and basically got tired of, you know, trying to change and help turn Titanics in large ships that weren't going to move, meaning businesses, digital was coming, the storytelling was important to customers and buyers, expectations were changing. It was just too hard and nobody was listening at, at the larger company. So I'm like, man, if I can come back down into the startup world and just help businesses kind of build right the right go to market, right? Don't make the same mistakes. You can outcompete a lot of these big companies. So about three years ago, made that that jump back. And, you know, interestingly, one of the biggest impacts was this podcast, right? In June, I just did the math. I'm like, it's going to be three years almost to the date uh, a month from now. And I had absolutely, when I hit record for the first time of the podcast, I had no idea what even a podcast was. But the learnings that I got from this was, has been amazing. You know, having folks like you on, it just brings different perspectives. It's been it's been so cool. So I'm, I think I'm fortunate to do what I do. And like I said, my, my mission is to help as many people avoid going back to corporate America. If you want it, God bless you. If you like it, have at it. But if you want to stay out of it, then that's really what this podcast is for is to, you know, how do we take that skill that you have as even if you view yourself as a contractor, freelancer, consultant, whatever it is, and help you build that business around it so you can not burn yourself out, you know, doing this or just substitute your paycheck, right, by doing it on your own, but yet you're working more hours for less money. So we both got burned out and, you know, like how do we help other people with our, our unique skill sets? Yeah, I mean, and it's, it. look, I mean, it, it, people need to understand that, you know, the entrepreneurial path, you know, the first person that mentored me, he's like, look, I, for, for two years, I was miserable. For two years, I mean, he was honest. He's like, I contemplated suicide. I, I don't know what I was doing. He's like, now I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I don't regret one minute of it. So, you know, God forbid I had to go cover, you know, another shooting. I was ready to shoot myself. But, you know, the checks never bounced. I had the health insurance. So there are trade-offs, um, but as long as you understand what you're in for and you have a very clear vision and your why is rock solid. And the other thing that I think is really important that I had to learn was how to differentiate yourself in a very crowded field. So, you know, I initially, what I, what I perceived was a very big disconnect between PR and traditional media. I was getting 20 to 30 press releases a day and there was no way my TV station was going to tell that nonprofit or that company's story. There just wasn't, there's no way. The only way we were going to go to that place of business, and I'm being glib here, is if somebody came and shot the place up, then we'd show up. But if it was a feel-good story, we didn't care. And so I thought, why are people spending their money on a PR firm hoping for me to come tell your story? Tell your own story. Tell your own story. Control your own narrative, number one. You know, that TV station tells your story. They're going to tell whatever story they want to tell. Number two, they're going to own it own your own story. And if you want to get the same level of audience that you that, that you might have, if, if ABC7 tells your story, do an ad spend for the same amount of money that you're paying the PR firm. Pay for Google and YouTube ads and you'll get the same number of eyeballs and you'll get analytics and you'll get target on. You'll connect directly with your target audience as opposed to going into the ether. So, um, well, so before, thing, before yeah, I let ahead. you move on from that, because you said so much good in that, but I want to go back to the story aspect, right? So if the news thinks that bullet points sell, then why tell the, the full story? So this is one of the things that I mean, this actually will answer your question about how I differentiated myself. The world of videography has changed. You know, five years ago, video was all the rage. People were spending, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars for these super slick, polished videos on their website and wondering when they weren't making any money because nobody cares. You need to teach me something. And, and secondly, you can't do one and done anymore. 
in this market. So what we looked at is, you know, first of all, the way we were going to differentiate ourselves, and this is not touting me, this is hopefully sparking some ideas for many of the entrepreneurs on here. You know, videographers are a dime a dozen. Anybody can shoot a video, but not everybody can tell a story. And at the end of the day, stories sell, not videos. Stories break through the noise. Visuals don't. What's your story? And that story is going to have multiple chapters to that story. Otherwise, books would be this big. But you can't put all of that into one big creative asset. So the key to a successful video marketing campaign is to be able to tell you know, when we do shoots for clients, we'll give them up to a dozen videos after from that one shoot that they can take and use and they're in varying lengths. They're, you know, they're 10, they're 15 seconds or they're 90 seconds or two minutes, but each one of them has its own clear, concise message to be used not only for a website, but for LinkedIn. LinkedIn to me is the best lead generation uh, platform out there in terms of social media. I, for some companies for like, you know, like if it's an independent contractor, a roofer, a plumber, Facebook could be a, a good place for them to play. Um, for me, Facebook, not so much. And for my clients, like the financial advisors and the lawyers, it's going to be more LinkedIn. But you need to be able to, you do, you need to have somebody find what your story is, disseminate it, and then develop it into an episodic content strategy where point A leads to point B to point C. Everybody's making their buying decisions online right now. So they need to get to know you in their time, not your time, in their time in the digital space. And they're not going to pull the trigger after one viewing. They're, 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 have you ever met somebody for the very first time, shook their hand and had them become a client at the end of that meeting? Sure, it's happened, but it's rare. So, so the long-winded answer is yes, Brett, you need multiple touch points. And this is in the book, They Ask You Answer. You need to position yourself as a thought leader and an educator first. Teach us something. Teach us something and make us feel something. Those are the two things. You reach, you reach either one of those two criterias. And that feeling can be empathy. It can be happiness. It can be humor. You can make them laugh. Then they're going to remember you. And that's ultimately going to convert. Did that answer your question? did. And it makes total sense as we hear more and more about the storytelling. But you're right. It's so funny how few companies, one, take the educate first approach, right? They're not transparent with what they're talking about. And they don't, I mean, like me, I still struggle, right? I, I came to you for some advice and what do I do with my videos and where do I get started? And I mean, I, I'm hook, line and sinker bought into it. And now I'm just kind of working through what does that strategy look like? You know, building a story brand, that's another great book. Donald Miller, highly recommend folks read that as well, because that'll really get you thinking and understanding, you know, ways to communicate your story in a way that's going to resonate with audiences. Yeah. 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 No, another great book. And, you know, it's funny, I was on a kick for a while. Now I'm kind of on a copywriting kick to learn and try to educate myself to get better at that. And there's a, another one too, called Obviously Awesome. I think it's April Dunn is the author of that. Okay. And again, it's just kind of the same concept coming from different ways. And the one thing is, again, it's taken me way too many years to learn is look for the, the common points across different points of view and then kind of build it versus, hey, I'm just going, Donald Miller's the only way to do this. You have to follow no, this exact right. framework. And right. so what I'm trying to, again, help people get down to. So if you're a solo business owner, let's let's talk about the freelancers again and being able to tell those stories. And hey, if I'm just developing training content, right? I'm a contractor. I work with companies. You know, am I do I need a, the video to tell my story? And I'm like, wow, up until we met, I would probably say, well, maybe not video, but no, I'm convinced you do need the video to tell your story. But 
how important that is, even for these what we can call micro business owners, right? The the armies of one, because I'm I'm convinced you can build, and I know you can build a seven figure business with with one person. So I think even at at these levels, right, we need to be able to tell our story regardless of what what we're what our our skill set is, right? Yeah, and 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 going back to the Miller thing, you know, this was the biggest mistake that I saw almost every press release make when they sent it to me. Miller's main point is that, and I've had to tell clients this, and I've butted heads with a few, not a lot, you're not the hero of your own story. And if you think that you are, nobody cares. Nobody cares how great you are. They care what you can do for them. And if you approach it and understand that your customer and your clients are the hero of your story, you play a very integral role. Miller you know, says, you're the guide. You're the Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Yoda but the customer is Luke Skywalker and you need to convince them, not convince them, but you need to um, show them how you are going to help them defeat Darth Vader. Um, so that's really kind of, an, I mean, that's a really important thing. You know, people buy from whom they know, like, and trust, you know, this, and that's the only way, the only way to get them to know, like, and trust you is they need to get to know you. And if you can be in 10,000 places at once, which is what you can do in a video marketing format, you can't, how long would it take you to spend 10,000 Zoom calls? It would take you for, you know, probably a couple of years, right? I mean, whereas in this way, you know, yeah, again, you're not going to make the sale just from that video. But when somebody then does talk to you in person, have they, if they've gotten a chance to get to know you and if they've learned something from you, and I go back to that on the Marcus Sheridan thing, if you taught them something in that asset, Instead of that ball being on the 20 yard line, now you're on the 50 yard line. You still got to take it across the goal line, but now you're working with half the field. There's Sheridan is a great example in this book. And he had a, he, so he owned a pool company, as you know, and it was bankrupt in 2008 and in the recession, nobody was buying pools. Right. And he didn't know what to do. So he, he creates a video and a blog. Blogs are also very important to have with your videos because that's SEO, right? Search engine optimization. That's when the person types in the question, that blog's going to capture it from an SEO standpoint, but then it's going to bring them to the video. And the video was whether to buy a fiberglass or a concrete pool. So Sheridan does a video and he does a blog on the pros and cons of fiberglass versus concrete. He only did fiberglass. And so he goes down, fiberglass is great if you want this. Concrete's great if you want that. We don't do fiberglass, but if you want concrete. And then he listed his competitors in the blog and in the video. He said they got over 300,000 hits in one year on that piece of content alone, which wrote, resulted in 30,000 inquiries and 3,000 new customers. And he did not do one penny of ad spend around that content because that content educated it and answered a question that people typed in, fiberglass or concrete pools. And it was on the front page of Google because of how much traffic it got. So that's an example of you know, I, and I tell my clients, you know, give it away, give it away for free, give a little bit of it away for free, because that's going to come back to you tenfold in terms of commerce. Exactly. Especially now when people are so tight with their resources and or secrets, or they think they can do it better and they don't want to give it away. And, and the other thing, just to say about that pool company, it was a small local pool company. Right. It's not like this was national. So they right. became the pool leader out of a suburb of DC or Virginia or somewhere. I forget where the, the company was, but it was crazy. And, and for folks that are worried about the transparency online, that was the other thing that, that hammered home in that book was, man, the answer, I love it. And I'm start, I've actually started working with my web developer now to say, hey, what are the five or six or seven questions you as the owner 
get from potential customers? What are the same things? Put it on your website. Tell the story about it. Break it out. They're going to ask you. You might as well have it answered up front. And the other thing I absolutely loved is put your pricing on there, right? You're not unique. And if you think your customers don't know what your competitors charge, they know. And But right. guess what? On the flip, as you mentioned earlier, the transparency and the trust, even if it's a range, right? It may be there's maybe some variables. Call out what those variables. Put a blog post on how much a fiberglass pool is going to cost so you have a budget range of why we do it. And so it's counterintuitive in one sense, but it makes sense in another that as from a consumer standpoint, just tell me these things. And I think the, the other point that we miss a lot, especially now as a you know, one man army is, you know, it's going to be a, a qualification tool, right? So unless you're going after the, the the transactional competing on price, which is a race to the bottom, never, ever, ever, ever do that. You know what, if folks don't have 5,000 or, or in your case, or correct me, a couple thousand dollars, or 5,000, whatever the budget is, if you don't have it, then it's not worth the time having the conversation. Here's some free resources for you. But when you're ready, Hey, I'm your person. And just to save that time, it, it, when you read it, it makes so much sense. But then when you look at websites, 98% of them don't do it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the pricing thing is one that I kind of go back and forth on a little bit, um, you know, because like with lawyers, like that's a big vertical for me because videos build trust. And look, let's be honest, nobody needs to build trust more than a lawyer. Right. Um, but I tell them, you know, put the hourly rate on there. The thing is, is that people buy value, right? That's the most important thing. So you yes. have to be able to communicate that value. Um, but I definitely think like for commerce and if we're, like if you're selling a software, or if you're selling a, a specific item, of course, you absolutely have to put the price on there um, so that people kind of understand, you know, the different tiers and that sort of thing. So you know, do you have the price of uh, like on your website, Brett, in terms of like, because you offer so many different packages when you want to help a, in terms of helping a business and for you, and it's the same with me, not one size does not fit all, you know, some businesses I work with, they just want the one culture and branding piece. Okay, fine. That's $3,500. If you want just the one crew or the two person crew, um, if you want a four person crew, it's more, but you, you know, if you want the, if you want the editorial, you know, the full on 10 video strategy, that's a different thing. But for you, right. you have to tailor your packages to specific companies, depending on what they need. No, I do or did. And by the time this video or this podcast goes live, but the, my pricing should be on the website. And, you know, what I did, I was, it was in process already because what I, I've worked backwards to find is with, with the audience I'm working with, is there something that I can productize, right? What is the one thing that every business I work with needs to do and what do we do? And I kind of centralized off of that. And I know how much time and effort that's going to take. So I know, hey, based on where you are in your journey. So right now it's a free strategy session, 45 minutes. We'll do a quick discovery call just to make sure we could possibly work together. And if we can, we'll do a 45 minute session. I'll walk you through and show you all my secrets, right? That this is the way I approach businesses that are the, the go to market between messaging, positioning, alignment. And then all of the processes and areas you need to focus your business on. And then if you're done with it, fine. Take the tools. Good luck. You know, DIYers, you, you probably weren't going to work with me anyway. So spread the gospel. Good luck. Go grow your business. But if not, then here's the next step. And it's it's going to be one price. Now, there's things we can add on afterwards if they need other things. But I'm going to live off of, you know, I'm going to put the price on there. I'm just finalizing it now, so I can't exactly tell you. But it'll be a monthly cost. And this is what we're going to do. This is what you can expect. And 
you know, and back to your point on differentiation, right? You know, you could work with a sales coach, but guess what? They're only going to give you the sales lens or you could work with an agency. They're only going to give you the agency. And as I think about my differentiator, it's, you know, I can cross across those and help you avoid the mistakes of paying for something you don't need where you're at in your business, right? And the other thing I'm looking at is the, the folks that I've met. Now I've got a ton of different partners you know, like yourself, that I am more than comfortable saying, hey, I'm not the person to do this, you know, but Rayford, they got this company, they're doing great work. This is who you should, should go talk to. And, you know, so I think it's, everything's always a work in progress, but I'm moving towards the transparency. And even though, yes, I could work with a bunch of different ways, I'm picking a lane and, you know, we'll, we'll see where it takes us. So come back on in two months and we'll talk about if the strategy worked. <laughs> and you, so you really do, so I have more clarity on you. Here's me, you know, wanting to interview you now. You really look under the hood of the business and see, okay, you need a carburetor, your your transmission's fine, but you really, you know, the fuel injector that needs to touch up there, you know, hey, play this up, hey, you got this turbo booster, you're not using it, like, I don't know, am I in the ballpark? I mean, you really help them on an, on in terms of the the infrastructure. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I would think it's more on the people side, right? And and we talk about, you know, I talk all the time about, you know, who not how. Uh, the book and that it's really finding the right who's for your business and the uh, the subject matter experts that you need. And the beauty of the world we live in with these freelancers now, you don't need to hire. I mean, the old days, and I'm talking like two or three years old, the first thing I'd hear from an entrepreneur that that's struggling to grow or get beyond their network is I need to go hire a salesperson, right? So you're going to spend $100,000 right all in and nine out of 10 times, it's probably not you who you need to do that. And so what I like to do is look at all kind of the micro processes under there and see, you know, where you're going to get the most bang for your buck and who's the resource that can do this, you know, without sinking you. Because I think, you know, I, when I, I look at those businesses that, you know, there's a couple of, of breaking points, right, for the, the contractor, right? So the first thing you do, you go to business for yourself. You just want to make more money than you made at corporate. Most of the time you can figure that out and you get there. But then the next one you get to the what I'll call entrepreneurs or business owners capacity, right? You could go get another customer, but you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to service that customer. And all of your sudden you're at a standstill. There's no hours left in the day. Either you've got to bring in that re right resource to help you or you're going to burn out. And that's just way too common. So what I try to do is simplify it and say, hey, look, there's ways you can use short term subject matter experts in certain areas to help jumpstart it and then see where your business goes and you can make those investments. So what I'm trying to do is de-risk, you know, bringing on additional resources for your company. And like I said, back to your your point of telling your story, I don't tell that story very well at all. So that- No, you just did it very well. No, you just- But yeah, but I mean, if you went to my website, you wouldn't be able to tell that. All right, right? well, we can talk about that. Well, you know, I can do some videos for you in exchange for you giving me some consulting. I mean, I want to see you grow. And I think that's one of the things, you know, but I'm, I'm wondering if some of our, you know, viewers, listeners on here maybe wrestle with this. So like when I first started out, you know, in order to get the job, to get the jobs, like I really had to lower my rates. I mean, I really went below my value because just because I wanted the business. Now, a lot of those people are coming back to me and they want that rate again. Right. And I got to say, look, I, you know, I hate to break it to you. What do you say to people like that? Like for first time entrepreneurs starting out and, you know, they just left corporate and it's scary. It's like you got mortgages to pay and and bills and, you know, families to feed. So, 
you know, what do you tell them? I mean, it's hard to like say, you know what, it's going to be this amount of money. And then you white knuckle it while they sit there and go, well, and I'm not sure, you know, it's a little out of my budget. And, and, and you know, and for me, the initial was, okay, fine, fine, fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll go down. What, what can you pay me? It's fine. Right. Four pack of beer. Fine. I'm good. I'm good with that. Can you make it a case? Fine. You know, and that's not good. You don't want to do that. Um, no. But also there, you do have to bend a little bit. Do you not initially in order to, to build? I think initially get yeah. the traction right now. You've got good referenceable clients and those folks may not be you know, your repeat customers, because it is a value based, you know, business. And, um, you know, it was funny, I told my daughter a number of years ago, she was just she was an internship at Trunk Club. And, right, she was more than comfortable trying to sell people she didn't know, right. But it was when she was selling into her network, I'm like, man, wow, that's, that's kind of the reverse. Most people are more comfortable. But when she explained it to me, She's like, well, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm uncomfortable, you know, asking them to, to buy from me. I'm like, well, you got to reframe this. You're not asking them to buy from me. You're providing a service and the service costs, or I like to say, you're solving a problem. They can't dress very well. You've got this service that'll take all that out of their question. And if you know, it makes sense for them to buy it. And I get it. I 100% agree. I think 90% of us struggle with this. And it's, it is getting to that point where you just got to stick to your guns and say, hey, this is value. This is why I'm different. You know, and this is what it costs. And if it doesn't work for you, you know, here's, you know, a couple of other folks that may be able to do this. I appreciate you. And it's hard. I mean, I'm not minimizing that because once you can get through that, but, but I think once you get more and more comfortable being okay, you'd be surprised with the number of people that'll come along with you because they realize the value. But if you're not charging enough early on, then you're discounting your work and you're not, you're, they're not seeing the value because it was, it was so cheap. So it's, it's a balance, but you know, the way I encourage folks to look at it is you're solving a problem and how big of a problem is this? And with you using it, if they get three more customers because of your videos and their average ticket price is 10 grand, you know what? It paid for itself in six weeks, right? Right. So yeah, that's, that was, uh, that, you know, that's the thing I had to come to terms with. It's like, look, I am providing value. This is going to grow your business um, ultimately. And, um, and what I ended up having to do was I had to shift it, you know, because the biggest question everybody had is, well, what's the ROI? What's the ROI? And in Sheridan's book, they ask you answer is when where I realized the ROI isn't so much revenue as it's time. It, yeah. it, it's, it builds your sales funnel quicker. It allows for one of the things he talked about, which I had never heard this term before, was assignment selling. And, um, you know, I was talking to a financial advisor last year and I said, well, how many Zoom calls does it take for you to, you know, close a client? And he said, about four or five, maybe six. I said, well, what if we could cut that in half? He said, well, how would you do that? I said, well, if you have somebody on the line who's interested and you send them a video on your process and another one on life insurance and another one on whole versus term and another one on cyber liability, insurance, et cetera, depending on what they're interested in, they're fully educated when they come to the table. So if they do take that meeting, it's going to move the needle quicker. And so what it ended, and I went back to him recently. I said, "What are you ta- What are you spending now? <clears throat> How much time?" And he said, "Yeah, it's about two or three Zoom calls now. If they've watched our assets, if they've looked at our our video assets, you know." And I said, "Well, what, what kind of no- How many hours of, are you saving?" He said, "I couldn't even put a number on it." And so I guess the, the thing that I learned and what I'm trying to convey here is being able to communicate the value. And and recognizing that that's not that's not selling really that's helping right if you if you fully understand and you're in touch with your value, but we all have that that imposter syndrome and especially if you're a new entrepreneur, who am I to do this? 
right? You know, I've been to the corporate world for so long. I knew what my place was. I knew my value. And sometimes I felt it was under, I was undervalued by my bosses. Well, now it's up to you to decide what your value is. So really getting to know that it's a moving target, as you know, Brad, I'm sure you know that. Without a doubt. And maybe even just to circle back a little bit to, you know, talk about the saving time, right? And being able to tell your story digitally and online, it, it's so important because one, right, it, it's going to save the customer or the prospect time, right? If it's, it's not a fit for them, why put them through the, the entire process? It's going to take your six Zoom calls versus three. And, you know, a couple of other stats that I've used previously from the B2B world, but now updated, right? Only 6% of a, a buyer's time is spent with the sales rep and that's D to C or B to B, which it means. So that means 95% is on their own looking and doing the research, which then just ties back to Sheridan's book that said, tell them, answer all their questions. So you don't, don't make them call you for the simple stuff, right? It's the more value add. And I think that just goes back to the, the, the power of this, the story and making sure your website is, is right. Cause I think that's where the challenge is for entrepreneurs, right? Cause we live off of referrals, right. And word of mouth, which is awesome, but that only gets us to, you know, the one-on-one, -on -one, right. We're not, it'd be almost impossible to grow our business beyond our networks at that point and grow and have to bring additional people on without having that inbound coming. And so how clearly can you tell the story? How much value are you adding to those prospects and even your customers, right? So I think even customer service functions and a lot of other customer success should be able to use video because I think, isn't YouTube now the number two search engine in the world? Second most watched search engine is YouTube. That is the public library, the public library, the digital domain space. The biggest uh, why, my why is my 12-year-old son. All he does is watch YouTube videos. That's it. You know, he's on it from, you know, morning till night. He goes to bed, he wakes up, he's on YouTube. And I said to him, I go, Heath, can we just answer my question? What? Do you, why do you watch, the, who do you watch and why do you watch them? Do you watch the same people? He said, oh, I watch the same people. And I said, well, what is the criteria? He's like, number one, I know what they're going to post is good quality of content. Number two, I know that I know when they're going to post and that they're going to post consistently. So it's that quality of content, consistently posting it at specific times and specific days. That's what hooks him. And he's going to be the one making the buying decisions in 15 years. That's the, that's the way to go. Well, I've loved talking to you, Brett. I mean, any, any time I'm, I, you know, if your partner, obviously it's your guys' show, but I'm, I'd love to come on and, and, and wax poetic about this stuff anytime. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. the viewers got a little value out of it, the listeners. I, I, it's been a lot of fun. Well, I did. So I'm sure they did as well. And yeah, once Diane is back, I'm sure she'd love to chat with you as well. Because we could, uh, you're also a reader. So I think we could do, I mean, maybe there's a book club section that we're going to come up with <laughs> our top five books that we enjoyed or, or made a yeah. difference for us. So um, Rafe, I really appreciate you, you stepping in, enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back on. And for folks out there looking to connect with you and want to learn more, what's the, the best way for them to find you? Just email me, rafer at weigelmediagroup.com. I'll give you a free 30-minute consultation. I will find your story in those 30 minutes, and I'll do it. I'll give it away for free, just like, a, just like I said you do on your website, R-A-F-E-R -E at W-E-I-G-E-L mediagroup.com. We're just at the tip of the iceberg of videos and, and storytelling and, and everything. So if you're new in the process or your business is stalled, go check it out. Mm -hmm.